Okay, so today, let's talk some Star Wars. Let's talk some Star Wars gaming. Let's start. Let's talk some gaming. Would you care to introduce yourself first off? Welcome. 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 Welcome to Uplink. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Lorani, um, also known as Lauren, uh, part of where the name comes from. Um, and I stream on Twitch. I have a YouTube channel. Um, you can find me on Twitter doing a bunch of uh, Thrawn theories and just <laughs> talking <laughs> all about Star Wars and just everything going on. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find me Lady Lorani anywhere. Excellent. Yeah. And for those of you who... Um this will be an audio podcast, but you are wearing a Thrawn shirt right now. I am. I came prepared. <laughs> Rocking the Thrawn merch. I know um, Dinko, who's on my team, would greatly appreciate that. Uh, he's oh, nice. a, a huge Thrawn guy. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Yeah, like I just finished the newest book that came out, so it's I'm very much a Thrawn fan. For okay. Sure. So are you a, a, a big adventurer through the world of Star Wars books? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I try to keep up with the books. Uh, there's a few that I haven't read, obviously, but it's um, so hard. I was I was up to date, but that was like 2016. And then after that, I am so far behind. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, like I feel bad because I haven't read the last two of the Alphabet Squadron books. Mm. And, you know, because I've, I've really wanted to dive in and see how that relates to Star Wars Squadrons, the game. Um, but yeah, like the first one was amazing. Um, and then, yeah, the Thrawn Greater Good was the last book that I read. But I love just seeing how it weaves into all the, the games and the TV mm-hmm. shows and the movies that we have seen. So it's they're doing a really amazing job with just how they're connecting lore and story. So it's wild and almost unprecedented in like terms of entertainment of how connected everything is. Like it's it's overwhelming almost. Um, what are some of the the tips that you'd have for someone who wants to get back into uh, the the books? Yeah, well, let's see. I got back in like really in depth with the sequel trilogy when it came out. So mm-hmm. um, it kind of depends what I guess era. Start with the era that you want. Um, look at the movies and things. So when the sequel trilogy was coming out, I wanted to really have a knowledge of the universe of what was happening at the time. So um, uh, like that just kind of spurred my interest. And so I started reading the Aftermath trilogy. So that kind of started with the New Republic. Um, And then there's a character in the Aftermath trilogy that goes back to the Clone Wars era and like right after with A New Dawn, um, talking about Kanan and Admiral Sloan and things like that. So okay. really, I would recommend just finding kind of the movies that you want to kind of expand your knowledge around and go from there. Okay. One of my favorites was um, Star Wars Bloodline. I really, really liked mm, that book. That one made me cry. It was it was so <laughs> good. And I, I loved how like they, they accomplished the like political drama much better than I think they I mean, they, you could even do in the Star Wars movies, but it was there in the background, and I think they really did a good job of building up that political intrigue. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's one that I really want to go back to and read after kind of getting my headspace, knowing what I know now yeah. about the New Republic era, because um, Ransom Casterfo 
the kind of protege to Leia during that time, um, he was so like enthralled with the empire and like just its history and everything. Mm -hmm. And just kind of what we see from Battlefront 2 with Iden Versio and how just everyday people just kind of grew up with that indoctrination and the brainwashing almost into the empire. It just like, I really want to read that one again, just to get into Ransom's like mindset and just his intrigue with the empire. Mm-hmm. On that topic, and I'm glad you brought this up, but what what are your thoughts on the books that they had for Battlefront? So the first one, mm-hmm. uh, for for listeners who haven't really delved deep into the the world of the books, which I can't blame you, it's really hard to keep up, especially if you yes, like tie in the comics with that. It's like oh overwhelming. Gosh, yeah. Like if you start from nothing, you're going to be working a while before you get caught up. But uh, the first one was a, a, basically a standalone thing, didn't really tie into the game, but it was around that same era, which I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. And then you have a clear tie in with uh, Christy Golden, her fantastic writing. Yeah, I absolutely loved the Christy Golden Battlefront 2, uh, just about Aiden and Dell. Um, and, uh, Gideon, mm-hmm. oh, what was, I, I, I always like, what's his name? Dell, Gideon and Aiden. And then there was the, th- I don't know, the their, fourth their last who was names. like serious or uh, s- yeah, something um, that started with a C I think. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> she doesn't but matter yeah, in the campaign. Was, so. yeah, I'm trying to think. I haven't read it in so long. Um, but yeah, that was one of my favorite books because, again, like it de- dives deep into just how um, everyday people who grew up thinking and kind of brainwashed into having this awesome view of the empire and that it's like a greater good for the galaxy at large and just um, kind of. I love how they touched on Aiden starting to question that. Mm-hmm. And um, there's actually a small connection to Star Wars Rebels in that book as well with the reporter mm. um, who kind of, he gives that big uh, like news hollow net cast about when she kind of was uh, portrayed to be a traitor basically. Um, oh, what's his name? He was he was the reporter in Star Wars Rebels as well. So it's like little connections that really make that one of my favorite books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does such a good job of interweaving the characters. Del Miko is like such a fantastic character. Gideon yeah, has. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The the characters that they had in the campaign and the book series or the book is so good. Like, I, I think... I really, I really wish we got to spend more time and the, the switch to the dark side wasn't, at, or switch to the light side wasn't as abrupt as it was in the campaign. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think it would have definitely benefited for a little more time. But it's a yeah, game campaign, I so I think reading the book helped me with that, um, just because I saw that progression and it definitely made it more emotional for me seeing that cutscene where they basically have that break and Aiden mm-hmm. and Dell, you know, turn basically. Um, so yeah, I agree. Like it's one of my favorite stories in all of Star Wars right now is that campaign yeah. and everything going through it. What is your go-to when you, when you're exploring the Star Wars gaming world? What is, what has been your uh, favorite parts of what, what, little that we've had from ea but uh even broader mm-hmm. than that um i mean if i i've i just need like a gaming session i'll just dive into squadrons yeah you know and just because I, I grew up on flight sims doing the janes combat 
uh, simulations and um, just the Microsoft <laughs> flight. Sim. Yeah. So I just I love diving into that, um, especially the VR, the VR, like mm-hmm. if you have a VR headset, that's I think Squadrons is a must to um, just dive into that. Um, but I love story based like games. That's why I love the campaign in Squadrons and just mm-hmm. seeing Hera there. Um, Knights of the Old Republic, like yeah. that's <laughs> that was probably my introduction into Star Wars games, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of what sparked my interest into like diving into lore in general. Was just that crazy twist that we have there with Revan and mm-hmm. everything. But um, but yeah, and then just the uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I so absolutely good. just spending time in that game, like. I don't know, sometimes I just turn the music all the way down and just sit and like listen to the ambience of just this, the planet that I'm on and just kind of mm-hmm. walk through. It's like, oh my gosh, like I'm walking through Star Wars right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, I, I just love it. Just spending time in the gaming universe world. Mm-hmm. Go, let's, let's jump into squadrons a little bit deeper. What, what yeah. was your response having that experience with uh, flight simulators? And then let's, let's start with the reveal. What were your thoughts during the reveal? Oh my gosh. I was so excited. <laughs> like, um, just the fact that there was another Star Wars game coming out and then it was a flight sim based, you know, game and everything. Um, but yeah, like I, you know, I play the ultra realistic flight sims from mm-hmm. like Star Citizen to Ooh, uh, the Microsoft Flight Simulator. You beast. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I've played the more arcadey versions like Ace Combat. Like I grew up on Ace Combat as well. Okay. So it Squadrons was gameplay wise kind of a good in between. Like it's mm-hmm. good if you don't have any flight simulation experience, but it also has that edge if you are familiar with flight sims like there's still that customization and the you know flight sim tricks that you can do mm-hmm. definitely it has a lot of depth um and it's mm-hmm. I, I love that it it fills in um a, a void that kind of battlefront 2 left with with its starfighter assault because like it was super robust like probably one of the best uh, experiences in flying up to that point and mm-hmm. people who played Starfighter Assault, like, played Starfighter Assault. There was no, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm going to jump into the that other game mode. That was my go-to mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I absolutely loved that so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a, a big fan of uh, the game, the the fight combat in Battlefront 2015. Like, I loved that. And then Battlefront 2 took it to the next level with its maneuverability. Uh, Criterion did a fantastic job with the, the movement in that game. And then Motive... Mm-hmm. ups the level with the amount of like they were huge fans and you can tell this from the game that they made of those flight sims like x-wing versus tie fighter yeah. like it was just a love letter to those past games yeah yeah uh, just so much fun like i just like again normally i am gaming for the story and everything mm-hmm. but there's just something about the multiplayer in those that just I just love diving into for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what was your what were your thoughts on the campaign for Star Wars Squadrons? Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 
um, you know, of course, it's a shorter campaign, I suppose, than what we're used to in gaming, but I, that doesn't bother me really at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in-depth. It was a Star Wars story, first and foremost, and they just took so much care into the lore and sticking to canon as we know it. And, um, you know, you just, I saw Hera. Yes. (laughs) I I was so excited to see Hera. That for the reveal was what was most exciting for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Hera, uh, like I cosplay as Hera. I don't know if you can see the lecture in the back. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, that was so exciting. Um, And I've kind of wonder, I I went to Star Wars Squadron, uh, Star Wars Squadron, Star Wars Celebration in Chicago in 2019. And I was able to go to the... Uh, celebration cantina for oh nice yeah and so i i showed up in my full hera cosplay and everything and um (laughs) i it was before squadrons was announced and they're all like hera and so i wonder (laughs) if they were working on it at that time i wish i would have stayed longer um but yeah that was just so much fun to see hera in squadrons you sparked that it was it was all you that brought that (laughs) brought hera to squadrons (laughs) maybe it just gave them a burst of encouragement i don't know (laughs) hey look someone's actually doing this they they recognize her in the game (laughs) yeah yeah like i was surprised you know i I guess i shouldn't have been surprised i don't know it was my first celebration so and they were like hera you know it was fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i I have not been to a celebration and i doubt i will be going because of how quickly those tickets get snatched up Uh, but hopefully once covid calms down and uh, we can actually get those there's such a like need and a want for people to go out and do things after being Mm -hmm. in lockdown that i think star celebration is such a hotly wanted thing that's going to be a little while before it's unless you're watching watching the clock and ready to click add to cart um yeah. But I, I hope to one day experience Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, definitely. I definitely encourage you um, to do it. It's just, it, it was nothing that I ever really experienced before in terms of just, I, just everyone being happy and in sync with one thing mm-hmm. and just everyone like would come up to you and uh, I don't know. It was just, it's awesome. Like everyone's seems to be your friend there. Yeah, and, <laughs> a place yeah. where everybody knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, going into your streaming, what are some of the things that started you in streaming and what are some of the uh, your favorite moments and some of your favorite games to have been played on on stream? Yeah, for sure. So what started me in streaming was actually Star Citizen. Mm. Um, and because they're building this persistent universe where just not one player will always have the same experience. So I wanted to share that on stream with everybody and to also kind of have a recording archive, <laughs> to be honest, of, <laughs> Wait, of what, what, what would happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, they're really building out that persistent universe and also the story behind it as well. So I uh, just wanted to share that with everyone. And then it morphed into, you know, the Bioware games because um, mm-hmm. Dragon Age is you know, kind of rivals Star Wars sometimes, to be honest, in terms of just my lore diving enjoyment of it. But um, yeah, I started sharing the Dragon Age and Mass Effect and then Star Wars, you know, came along and um, just basically, I suppose the best way to describe my Twitch channel is sci-fi whimsical space. Okay. So just kind of that bit of fantasy in there as well. But Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've humped in a few of your streams for... Um mass effect 
and mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying that. I've I've never played the game, so it's fun seeing the oh, the experience awesome. of someone going in having played the games and also like really knowing what's happening and decisions to make. It's really cool uh, to have to see you with that guidance too, because yeah. like there I've I've dropped off because I'm like okay, I think I think I have enough that when I do eventually jump into this game, I'll have an idea of what the heck I'm doing and I'll make some good decisions. Um, oh well that's that's tough like yeah, exactly <laughs> there's never a right decision when it comes to bioware games i feel like they they do a really good job in putting the player in kind of this like position of oh my gosh i gotta make this big decision like uh. i don't want to spoil it for you i suppose but there's this point at least in the first game where it's a pretty major decision uh affecting two of your squad mates um but but yeah, uh, decisions, especially Dragon Age as well. If you get into the Dragon Age games, like that's mm-hmm. that, the, the, that for viewers who watched my Dragon Age Origins playthrough, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> talking about favorite moments. That's probably one of my favorite moments. Um, have, do you know Dragon Age Origins at all? No, it's it's, okay. it's also on my two playlist. I haven't like, yeah. I, I, KOTOR and KOTOR 2 were... I mean, KOTOR was my biggest impact for, like, Bioware. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's the only game that I've played from them, honestly. Um, My girlfriend and I were wanting to get into Anthem, but sadly, Anthem had all those issues that Anthem has. Um, But KOTOR was was the bomb. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the same for me. That's what introduced me to Bioware was Knights of the Old Republic. And it's how I found Mass Effect as well, hmm. um, because I was hungry for a a game that would allow you to have the story decisions like Knights of the Old Republic provided, but also a voiced character yeah. that, you know, you just, I don't know, there's something about having that voiced character that just immersed me more mm-hmm. with Mass Effect as opposed to Knights of the Old Republic. Um, and so, yeah, like I found that, you know, in, when it was being announced in E3 and that was just it for me, like in terms of Bioware, you know, yeah, <laughs> playing everything. So. Uh, what What is your favorite Star Wars game? Oh, gosh. Ah! I would say Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I just, in terms of how Jedi Fallen Order connects to just the current canon stories that are happening mm-hmm. now and just how it puts you helps you as a player empathize with Cal Kestis Mm -hmm. and all the supporting characters I just I love how we were able to have time with those characters um yeah and just the role-playing aspect of it in terms of customizing Cal and the lightsabers that was amazing (laughs) all the ponchos (laughs) yeah the ponchos oh my gosh (laughs) in in that regard, what um, what really draws you into like a Star Wars experience? What like personally, it's for me. It was the like the feeling of the worlds, but also how it tied into the music. I think now this mm-hmm. may be controversial. I think the music in Jedi Fallen Order is some of, if not the best, music in Star Wars. I love the music. Oh my gosh! Like music in any type of entertainment product, I feel like it's the soul of whatever that entertainment product is. So the 
just like sitting on the menu for Jedi Fallen Order is just wonderful <laughs> oh, because man. the music is just swelling there. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Like, I love that. Also, yeah, just basically all of the Star Wars products, the music really speaks to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I agree. There's such a, an iconic and almost nostalgic part of Star Wars music. It's mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that it's so um, inspirational to many people. Like Star Wars is like one of the biggest franchises ever. And we all come together around this one thing and we can... The music with John Williams is like just a through line for everything. And it's it's super enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. Like I've... I play Spotify while I'm working during the day, just have it on shuffle and a few Star Wars music (laughs) songs came on (laughs) and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's probably one of my favorite things. And I looked at it and it was actually from Solo. So Solo has some really awesome music choices as well. Just really like hopeful and just that playful I just, I love it. Anytime a Star Wars (laughs) song comes on, your productivity goes through the roof. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or it goes down because I'm like, okay, wait, what, what, what is this from? And what's... Yeah, vibing too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have, (laughs) I have broken down the Thrawn music and stuff as well. Okay. (laughs) So like that, that does happen sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) What is, what is it, um that brings you to Fallen Order as the favorite Star Wars game for you? Um, I just love exploring that era. That's probably mm. the first thing that comes to mind. Um, you know, and that's probably why Bad Batch is so intriguing to me. Which, did you watch the episode today? I have not watched the episode today. Okay, okay, so I won't say anything then. <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm really behind good. a couple episodes. Um, okay. Because I've been wa- away from the office or in editing mode for for the day yeah. job, but I've I've been really enjoying Bad Batch. It's it's one mm-hmm. of those shows that I like. It's 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 an anthology almost. Like you have these little vignettes as you're jumping into the different planets that they're in. One thing I was talking with a friend of mine earlier, um, and talking about how I'm. I'm getting a little tired of the tropes that they've been using with the recent Star Wars shows where it's like they're in a spaceship, they crash, and then an alien from that planet that they crashed on does something to their ship, and then they have to fix mm-hmm. it. It's happened twice in, in uh, Mando and then once in Bad Batch so far. Yeah, it's I've noticed that as well, um, especially in Mando. It seems very mm-hmm. kind of like video gamey in a way. Yeah, that's a good... That's a good <laughs> Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it it reminds me a bit of well, I guess a bit of Jedi Fallen Order. How it's structured, how you have the planets that you choose to go to, and mm-hmm. then you have a story that happens on that planet. Um, also, kind of the first Mass Effect game where it kind of steers you toward the different planets to go to. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I definitely have noticed that as well. I I really like how in uh, Fallen Order the it opens up. It gives you the opportunity to, like, the first... Which planet did you go to first on Fallen Order? Like, when it opened up? Oh, gosh. Um, I think I I went to the... Um, oh, the one where the Sisters are. Why is that name... Oh, Dathomir? 
Dathomir. I went to yeah. Dathomir first. Same because here. I, <laughs> I, I wanted to see just how it was portrayed differently, like from the Clone Wars and mm-hmm. things. Um, and also, I kind of heard that the double-bladed lightsaber was going to be there as well. So yes. I wanted to pick that up as well. But I wasn't really able to too well because that is such a tough planet if it you go is. there first. <laughs> I had to go back. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I was I jumping too. around. I kept on getting killed by the sinking spiders. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really tough. Like, you know, because I saw on Twitter, it's like, you know, go here if you want to get that double bladed lightsaber from one of the devs. And I'm like, OK, I'll, I'll go there and do that first. And then I'm like, oh, no, this is punishment. <laughs> Wait a second. Um, it's a trap. <laughs> yeah, it, def- it definitely was. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> so but it was fun. It was kind of a d- deep dive into um, into the combat there. And but like I just I, I at least loved that first dive into looking at Dathomir itself and just looking mm-hmm. at the skybox and stuff and just yeah. like, oh my gosh, like we watched this in Clone Wars and we mm-hmm. like know what all happened here and so it's... also Rebels as well. Like you you kind of see that in between. Okay. Also. I yeah. still need to finish Rebels. I'm on season three. And I, I okay. just need I so Rebels is one of those things where people either love it or hate it, and mm-hmm. the people I was around really crapped on it. I was like, yeah. okay. But I, that also helped me because I had low expectations for it. And after you get through like <laughs> the first few episodes, maybe half the first season, and you start getting into the second season, the characters really start to click. Um, mm-hmm. One of the turnoffs for me was the animation style because we, I mean, we spent so much time with Clone Wars and the animation style for that. Yeah, it was different. And then you get the little, it's, it's almost Clone Wars-esque, but it takes a left turn. Yeah. Yeah, like, I I suppose I had, like, a better time with it because I started, I think it was during season, when season, oh, no, it was when season three was going to come out. So I wanted to catch up on it. Okay. and everything so um it was something that my dad and i really bonded over as well so we binge watched the first two seasons together okay and so there were a few you know filler episodes type thing you know mm-hmm. um where it was kind of just moving a little slower but we were able to binge that so i i suppose we didn't get that mentality of it because you know we were able to watch a bunch at one time yeah, definitely. But it's it's definitely one of my favorite Star Wars stories because, you know, Thrawn and everything. Uh, yes. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I'm probably one of the oddballs in terms of being a Thrawn fan because Rebels is what introduced me to Thrawn. Okay. I, the uh, What's considered legends now, the books and everything, mm-hmm. it w- was kind of daunting um, for me to get into because... Like it just there was so much legends, you know, to read and everything. And I didn't know where to start there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for those on the audio, I've got uh, my Star Wars books in the corner over here. And right in front, standing face forward is the Thrawn book. (laughs) Yeah, I just oh, my gosh, I love that. Um, But yeah, like um, so Rebels introduced me to him and it's just he was so intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. He's such a and... fascinating character, an alien yeah. in a world where the empire is very, uh, 
my girlfriend call it spacist space racist yes yeah <laughs> um, definitely to have an alien species rise to power so strategically and so quickly mm-hmm. as theron did it's yeah super awesome and like just the the strategy that the character has is incredible so qu- question for you what would you like to see from a theron game oh my god could you imagine ah, i i got chills <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I I guess for that, I would try. I wonder what era it would be placed mm-hmm. in sort of thing, if it would be in what we've seen before. Or I would love to see his story continued from where it leaves mm-hmm. off in Rebels. I think something that well. we're lacking in Star Wars video games is more of a cemented character exploration. Yeah. Because we get a lot of the beginnings of the characters and like what automatically comes to mind when you say any character and them being in either their own movie or their own video game is like a prequel. Mm -hmm. But I think what would be super cool is to see Thrawn at the height of his power. And I don't know, like it it would almost be cool to see the characters around him, like a real-time strategy game where you are Thrawn and you have to decide where to go with your fleets and stuff. That would be cool. That reminds me of the, um, what was that? top-down star wars game where i was basically age of empires but star wars yes yes i played that so much it kind of reminds me of that um like age, age of empires is what's coming to my mind as well but that's something that i got so into and played all the time i just i love galactic battlegrounds those types of there we go i love the type of strategy game but yeah, like I, I could see something with that with Thrawn. Um, and I would definitely love some sort of narrative based like big campaign where you mm. see like the characters around him reacting to him and everything. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, because like just the books go into like Commodore Faro and Eli Vanto and just his supporting characters, you know, reacting to him and just having their own stories. Aralani, Aralani is one that I would love to see explored as well, her character and everything. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, I think I would prefer something akin to Jedi Fallen Order in mm. terms of just that in-depth thing. In terms of our player character, I don't know if I would want, like, our own customizable character or that if would it be would be cool. Thrawn himself. To be like an apprentice just, of Thrawn? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Star Wars die. Thrawn Apprentice. That's I would the literally title die. Of it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what would happen. Like that would be an interesting like stream mm-hmm. series to watch for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, because I would just I, I would be a blubbering mess, or I would deep dive into lore and everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just it's tough with video games with Star Wars because. Um, they have their story group and everything and they want to, you know, make sure that everything ties together and that canon is sticking together. So, you know, I think they did a really good job, you know, kind of going back to squadrons with your pilot, how you're kind of an unnamed pilot and, um, you know, you can be part of this squadron that is named in the books, but it's not like really mentioned. So if we, Go to a character like Thrawn, for example. Like, I wonder just how that would be handled in terms of the player character and if we would be named, how much story agency we would be given. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, there's there's two sides of the same coin with everything having to be canon. Like you get a really yeah. nice strong story arc throughout all of Star Wars or everything ties in together, but you're also really limited on some of the things that you can do with like uh like a choose your own adventure type game. Like if you mm-hmm. if you do this decision, it will change the entire outcome of the game and unless you make every single storyline canon, like there are some issues with that or like with uh, the Force Unleashed, there was like the true ending and then you had the other like alternate oh, universe right. ender- endings, uh, which is something that they could do. And I, I, I'd i be totally down if they said, hey, this is uh, a standalone story and it's not going to be canon. Just enjoy it mm-hmm. as it is. But or this is a character's like this is Thrawn dreaming and that's why he's able to do all of these things that wouldn't be in character for Thrawn. <laughs> and at the end he yeah. wakes up. <laughs> well, I know like from the books there is something that Thrawn says that there's always a little bit of truth in legends mm. and um what you can learn more about a species or a people, more so about the legends that they have of whatever. Um, that legend is about. So I kind of I kind of see this with the New Republic or not New Republic. I always call it New Republic. The High Republic yeah. books that are coming out. Um, oh man, it'd be fascinating to see a game in that era. Yeah, that would be awesome too. But um, I haven't read in depth all of them. But um, each book, whether it's the um, adult version of the hyperspace. Um, event that happened or if it's the junior novel the names and like the character descriptions are a little bit different for oh, all interesting. of them yeah so they're kind of going into a kind of myth legend type mm. thing within what they're releasing now for the high republic so i kind of wonder if they could do something like that in video games in terms of you know you're this character in this game um, but we don't really know what happened sort of thing. So like as a player, maybe in this video game, you would be able to make more story agency in terms of what happens in terms of like crazy decisions. Yeah. But, um, maybe going from a canon story group perspective, you could put a shroud of mystery in terms of like myth of what happened mm-hmm. truly. I think with that. We'll call it an episode. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been an absolute blast. This was a fun time to talk. Uh, Star Wars gaming, Star Wars, the whole the whole gambit. Yeah, we kind of talked a little bit about everything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me on. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to Uplink Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Uplink Podcast or on Instagram at Uplink Podcast. If you like the show and... We hope you do. Please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review. It helps us out a ton. It gets your feedback and it helps us attract new listeners. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Uplink Podcast. Be very appreciative of that. You can get exclusive content like Uplink Plus, our exclusive Patreon podcast, as well as some bonus insider deals on Uplink Podcast merchandise, as well as a mention in the outro. This right here. We'd like to thank Daniel, who uh, supports us at the $10 a month level and helps bring the show to you lovely people. Thank you so much, Daniel. And if you'd like a shout out at the end of the episode, please consider supporting on Patreon. Helps us out a ton, helps us to expand the show. And 
bring you weekly content. We also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Yes, I know. We're uplink podcasts now, but can't change the URL for YouTube. So please consider checking out the content that we're producing over there. We have weekly streams every Saturday at 12 p.m. MST, as well as bonus content and expansion of the show. You can find the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Wherever you find podcasts, you can find this show. Links to all of the guests' information will be in the description of this episode, so definitely go check them out as well. As always, thanks for listening. Goodness gracious.